Welcome back to the Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Nikki, the brand strategist and business coach. Thank you, Nikki, for getting into the show. Thank you for having me. Would you just like to give a quick intro of yourself first? I have been in strategy and consulting for over 20 years. Uh -huh. um, I've had my business now for over seven. Oh. So, um, or this particular business, but I've had businesses for um most of my most of my life even started when I was a kid so um but yeah I started this business um initially just consulting with other uh, business owners helping them to put together their business plans their strategy and I started narrowing in on more of the brand strategy and helping uh, business owners to figure out who they want it to be as a business, how they want it to be known and um, helping them to put together their authentic messaging. But before you can figure that stuff out, you have to know who do you want to sell to and what do you want to sell? How are you going to package and price it? So um, I spend a lot of time working with my clients on that kind of stuff too. So um, I've always loved helping people to take what's in their brain and put it together in a way that makes sense to sell it <laughs> so um and that actually is going to make money uh-huh uh, because who doesn't want to do that um so that's always been fun for me how you would like to speak about like being more authentic into marketing and messaging you know so yeah so you've got to be able to speak to the people that you want to sell to in a way that resonates with them and that is going to make them respond to you. You don't want to just be shouting out into the dark and nobody is responding back to you. Um, so when you are creating your messaging, the first thing starts with kind of what I was saying before, being really clear on who you are and what you want to be known for. Um, so we spend a lot of time getting clear on what that is. Like, you know, what is, who are you as a brand? Um, and what is your brand personality? Are you a, a brand who is fun? Are you a brand who is more serious and professional and you really want to just be be um, focusing on letting people know that you, that you are the expert? Um, or are you one that is you want to be more relatable because that needs to come across in your messaging? Um, and then also be clear on who are you speaking to? So who is your audience? So getting really clear on that. All of that needs to come across in your messaging. Um, I focus on authentic messaging because I believe that you're able to connect with the, the people that you want to sell to a lot faster mm -hmm. when you show up as more of you versus trying to be who you think they want to they want to hear from. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned that the hard way because when I first started my business, I was watching all of the gurus or the people that I thought were um, really doing it big in, in yeah. business. So um, I tried to emulate what they were doing because I was like, oh, well, if they're doing well, then I need to do more of what they're doing. And what happened was I ended up watering myself down. And I was wondering, well, why aren't people buying from me? And it was because they couldn't see me. They saw this, you know, plastic version of me. Um, and so it wasn't until I tuned in more to who I really was and how, how I wanted people to see more of me, mm -hmm. um, and then started putting more of that into my messaging that I really started getting people saying, oh, 
there you are. Like, yes, I want to work with you. You're my person. How you would like to say about like simplifying business models and marketing? I don't know about you, but I'm somebody who um, I I'm always looking for the shortest path to getting to my destination, getting to the result that I want. So I don't I don't like complicated because um, that always is going to take longer and be a lot more work. So um, personally, I like to Netflix. <laughs> I like to um, I like to spend time with the people that I love and have fun. So I'm looking for ways that I can simplify my business because while I love what I do and my clients love what they do, we also want to have a life too. So what I find with a lot of business owners is um, because we are trying to sometimes be all things to all people, mm-hmm. they will have way too many offers. They'll have way too many ways that they're trying to serve their clients because they don't want to miss out on an opportunity. Yeah. So they'll say, well, I can do everything for you. And so here's my list of services. Here's all the things that I can do. I have one client that um, when we first started working together, there's a restaurant here in the States called the Cheesecake Factory. Uh-huh. And when you go to their restaurant, they hand you a menu and it looks almost like a book. Uh-huh. And it takes you 20 minutes just to just to flip through the, the menu and figure out what you want to uh-huh. order. For real. And her list of services looked like that. <laughs> so um I think a lot of times business owners will do that. They'll give their their customers way too many options. And then the customers sometimes get paralyzed trying yeah. to figure out how to work with you because they've got too many choices. That's true. So simple, first simplifying your offers, like what is it that you're really good at? Focus on those things. Mm-hmm. And then if you need to modify and customize for a particular client based on what they need, then do that. But start with just focusing on what you're really good at offering those things first. And there may be other things that you're good at, but you're not great at. Yeah. So what is it that you're great at? Focus on that because that's going to be the thing that people are going to be telling everybody else about, about you. They're going to be like, oh, you got to go to Rohit for this. Cause this is the thing that like, he's, he's amazing at like, you know, so um, that's what you're going to get repeat customers coming back to you for that's going to be the thing that you'll become known for and you can always expand into other things but get known for that thing how to generate more and more leads and what works and what does not work in generating leads so everything works any any lead generation strategy will work it's just which one works best for you Uh so um i am a big believer that um you can take any strategy and eventually it will work for you, but wouldn't you rather have one that is going to be the best fit for, for you? So I, I, when I'm working with clients, we always look at what's going to be the best strategy for you and your brand, um, who you are, your business model, um, your personality and the lifestyle that you want to lead. Yeah. Because there's some there's some strategies that are going to be more labor intensive, more mm-hmm. time intensive, that are more for the long game. And what stage are you in life? Are you willing to to play the long game, or do you need something <laughs> that works right now? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? exactly, exactly. Um, you know, are you somebody who is an extrovert? 
then speaking might be a good fit for you. An introvert might be like, no, I don't want to be in a room with that many people. That does not work for me. <laughs> for them, maybe having an ebook that they're promoting is a better option for them as a lead generation strategy. So, um, you know, we look at different different models that will fit um, each person for the best way for them to generate leads that also fits within their strengths. So somebody who's more process driven, coming up with a lead magnet for them that shows that they are really good, how they're good at laying out processes for people uh-huh. might be a better fit for them than doing something else. Like, you know, they might not be really good on social media. That might not be a good fit for them yeah. for lead generation. So we look at what's the best fit for them. Um, I do a, um, a half day one-on-one session with with clients to help them. That's one of the things that we figure out. So we do all kinds of personality assessments and looking at their business model and really customizing like the best lead generation strategy for them so that they're not spinning their wheels, doing something that feels gross to them because they're, and they're not going to continue doing it because they're frustrated and they don't like it. So they'll do it for a while and then they don't get the results and they just don't like doing it every day. How you would recommend to how to price a product for maximum sales? Yeah. So I think the first thing is knowing what your goal is. Is your goal to to sell more units of something mm-hmm. or is it to bring in more revenue in dollars? Mm-hmm. So um, if you're just trying to gain more customers, then you might want to price your your product or your service lower just to build your customer list. Yep. Um, if you are trying to get more cash in mm-hmm. faster, then you need to raise your prices. <laughs> no, that's now, true. Um, now, some people might hear that and they're like, oh, but I can't raise my prices. Like, you know, I don't think people will pay me that much, but it's a whole lot. It's actually a whole lot easier to sell a higher ticket item. It takes just as much energy to sell a higher ticket item as it does to sell a lower ticket. Um, you're still putting out the same marketing efforts. You're still having to sell just like you would a lower ticket item. Um, but you just bring in more cash at one time, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other question that you want to ask yourself is how big is your audience? So If you have a smaller audience, like if you don't have as many followers on social media or your email list is not as big, it's going to be a lot harder for you to sell a lot of units because you don't have as many people to sell it to. Mm. So for you, it might be easier to sell a higher ticket item or service because you'll bring in, you'll have um, more sales, you'll have higher sales with a smaller pool of people and you don't have to sell as many of those. So those are the things that I look at when I'm thinking about pricing. Those are some of the things that I look at. And then we have a whole like formula for coming up with what your pricing should be. So I can tell it to you real quick. Good. Um, okay. So um, it's price equals carts. So it's C plus A plus R plus T. And then the S is actually a dollar sign. So I'll tell you what it stands for. Go ahead. So the C is your cost. 
Uh What is your cost to deliver whatever it is that you're doing to your customer or your client? You always Uh got to take, a lot of people don't calculate all of their costs. So if you're selling a product, what is the cost of goods sold? The the cost of whatever it is, if it's a service, what does it cost you to deliver that service? You know, everything. So do you have to travel to the client? Do you have software that you're using? you know, the cost of your time, all of those things, calculate all those costs. Then A is access to you. So the higher the level of access that the customer gets to you, the more you should be charging for the service. Mm-hmm. So um, for instance, if I have a, um, if I have a client that gets, um, gets to spend a week with me one-on-one, I'm going to be charging more more for that than somebody who um, is just in a group program with me. And I just, you know, talk to them, like pop in and do like, you know, a Q&A session with them um, for 30 minutes mm-hmm. because they're only getting a little bit of time with me yeah. in a group. Yeah. Right. Um, so then the R is for the result. The bigger the result they're going to get from the product or from the service, the more you should be charging. So if if I'm trying to lose weight mm-hmm. and there's one person that says, this thing that you buy from me, you can lose um, 10 pounds <laughs> if you buy this thing from me. And somebody else is saying, with my thing, you can lose 50 pounds. I'm willing to pay a lot more for the 50 pound thing than the 10 pound thing. Yeah. Right. Um, The T is for the time. And this is not your time. This is their time. So this is the convenience factor. Uh So um, the, the time that it's going to take for them to get the result. So the, if it's going to be more convenient for me, or if I'm going to get the result faster, you can charge more for that. So for instance, if we use that same weight loss example, let's say I'm trying to lose the 50 pounds. If somebody tells me, um, here's my solution that's going to help you lose 50 pounds and you can lose 50 pounds in a year with my program. I'm like, that's pretty good. 50 pounds in a year. That's awesome. But then I've got a plastic surgeon over here that says, you lay down on my table, that 50 pounds is gone and you're going to look amazing when you wake up. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'll pay tens of thousands of dollars for that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, So then the S, which is the dollar sign, that's profit. Got it. People always forget to build in enough profit. So... Think um, it's different for different industries, but for me, like in the um, coaching or the um, the transformational space, mm-hmm. um, for most people in that space, you should be anywhere in the fifty to one hundred percent profit, um, because any anytime you are you are selling your expertise, mm-hmm. and this is for most professional services, you want to be somewhere in that range consulting, anything like that. 
50 to 100 percent profits. 50 to 100 percent. And most people are grossly undercharging for their services because you grossly undervalue your knowledge and expertise and experience. And especially when you're in the earlier stages of your business, as you grow, then that number will will decrease because you'll have other operating expenses Mm -hmm. with team and things like that. But in the earlier stages, you definitely want to be building in that profit because you need to be reinvesting back into your business and building that profit in there to allow for it. Awesome. Amazing. It was lovely to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for having into the show, Nikki. And we would love to have you in into the next season or so, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was fun.